Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet you get with Caesar's rewards. Must be 21 or older. Minus three with Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to Minus Three, presented as ever by Omaha. Hope you're well wherever you are. The weekend is ready to roll. Perhaps it's already rolled into your life. Depending on when you're listening to this one, I encourage you before I say anything else, nay the man, that you go to YouTube, subscribe to the Extra Points page. There you will find, come Friday midday, Eddie Spaghetti, the week three, 15-minute minus three NFL pregame show. It's exactly what it says. No other jive, just the game picks, all the final scores upcoming in NFL week three. And make sure you're checking out uh, the two episodes, this one. Plus, we did earlier in the week a deep dive on college football. The time felt right with our guy Andy Staples from On3, of course, one of the best college football voices out there. We really covered all things. The rise of the Pac-12, a little too late um, for the conference. Alabama, um, the state of the polls, all the rest of it. Go check that one out. It really was good times. And uh, that entire interview is available on YouTube. Now, though, let's turn our gaze ahead to what's uh, coming this weekend. What's going down in the world of sports with Eddie Spaghetti there behind the glass and sitting on his perch, looking out over show business. It's Kevin Hench. What's the poop, fella? How are you? Oh, I'm still miserable and angry. I'm so angry because look, I mean, I don't have to explain to you guys how much we love football, how much we value football, what, what, what a precious thing this is that has been invented and created and Mm. brought into our lives. And the, the YouTube is working out great on Sundays and yet, and yet we have the people charged with caretaking our some might say religion um are so inept and stupid and incompetent they can't coach football they can't play football they can't officiate football and it's like this thing we love so much is is always always in danger of being ruined by the idiots who are in charge of taking care of it okay this you isn't know, about Matt Canada entirely, at least, right? And, well, I'm gonna my offensive coordinator is gonna give yours a real run for his money. I know he's not working with much with Mac Jones, but good lord, what was the plan? What was the plan against the Dolphins? But my misery starts Saturday night. Okay, mm. Jay Norvell, you you're you're presumably watching the game maybe if you don't wear sunglasses you should wear prescription glasses to see what's going on right in front of you which is that your team has just been gashed for a 98 yard touchdown drive by by Colorado by Shador Sanders and then on top of that a 25 yard touchdown drive in overtime you've lost your only NFL caliber defensive player he's been ejected and when you score at the end of the first overtime, your take on football in that moment is that you have a better chance of winning this game as a 23-point underdog on the road by kicking the extra point and playing another overtime session. When when I saw the, the field goal unit go out, I was like, oh, you're just surrendering. You've just given up. You can You will not stop that team from scoring. You could win the game. With Shadur Sanders on the sideline, you could win the game right now. But in your estimation, idiot, you you should you should play another overtime. 
without your best defensive player. Have you like, jumped into goat and goat without announcing it? Is, okay. is your well, goat of the week Colorado uh, State uh, head I, I, coach? I have a Jay few, Norvell? and he's, he's on the doing? list. But that was just the appetizer. Oh, that was people, just a warm-up. I, had a lot, I wanted to have a nice time with you today. Of I, people I thought I could... ruining football. You're ruining football. You're the coach. You don't know. You're the only guy who doesn't know that you're definitely going to lose if you kick this extra point. You're the only guy who doesn't know you've got – you have 499 total yards. They have not stopped an underneath crossing pattern all night. You can win the game right now. You of can't course. process any of this. 23 point underdog. I want to. I want to see. You know why you stink? Because I have told you for 30 years or however long I've known you that the greatest college football game of all time is Nebraska Miami in the Orange Bowl in 1984, January 1st or January 2nd, whatever day it was. 31 to 30, the prohibitive favorite, the Cornhuskers, can win the national title. They score an improbable touchdown, uh, a long drive to, to make it 31 to 30 against the upstart Canes with Bernie Kosar under center. They get it to within a point. Now, the national championship belongs to Nebraska if they just kick the extra point. That's it. The, the, the title is there. The elusive National title for Tom Osborne is finally his, but no, he behaves himself like a man of courage and he goes for two and the football gods don't smile on him. And now you're talking about Jay Norvell. See, we agree. That's the bottom line. We agree. Right. Well, look, and I mean, I would put those, I would put those at the polar opposites. Like Tom Osborne did the right thing. Even, even, even though he was the favorite and and could have backed into the national title, well, how do you forgive being a 23-point underdog and not doing what Tom Osborne did uh, low those many decades ago? Yeah, I'm trying to it's- think if you're the underdog, should you be? Because that's exactly right. And I've said this, the, the, the other extreme is in pro football, when you have a superhero QB, if you have Lamar Jackson, let's say, or Josh Allen, or Aaron Rodgers in good health, of course, you have a better chance statistically. I'm not a big math guy, but I've got to believe statistically. That if you have the best player on the field, that he can make two and a half yards for you more easily on one play than you winning the toss. By the way, the guy's got to make the extra point, which is not a gimme. So that happens, and then it gets to overtime. Let's just, you get to overtime. Now you got to win the toss. Oh, you didn't win the toss. Okay, well, the other team could kind of put you behind the eight ball there. But, oh, they didn't. Okay, now we have a lot. The, The sequence of events cannot add up to it being more favorable statistically to do what Norvell did. Of course not. Of course not. I mean, it's like, obviously, mathematically, it's a terrible decision, but also like you, you know, when you're the underdog and you've got the juggler is, is right there. Like you can, you can end it right now. And the bigger an underdog you are, the, the more you should, Definitely go for the kill shot. Now, Sal was arguing he should have gone for it on fourth and two to end the game in regulation, Mm -hmm. which you could also make a strong argument for. So the crazy thing is to be a 23 point underdog and then and then make as cowardly a sequence of decisions as you can make um, in in, in, an ending by by not. I didn't even think there was a I felt like Jack Buck. I do not believe what I just saw when the field goal unit came out like. Obviously, you've already decided if we score, go fast, make them call a timeout. We are definitely going for the win. 
Um, so that was terrible Saturday night. My, ma, when my mother raised me to be a man. When I grow up, you yeah. always go for one. To go for two yeah, you in somebody always, else's yes. home would be rude. You always let the best player in the in the stadium get back on the field to beat you in double overtime. Great I job. Wanted to, I wanted to do a nice thing with you, Hench. You know, our friend Eddie Spaghetti, he's last weekend off in Austin, Texas. A devil-may-care attitude. He's not busy worrying about sports. He's watching his beloved Pearl Jam. Your sports weekend is punctuated on Monday night by Nick Chubb, your fantasy star in our fantasy league. With that devastating knee injury, I feel for him. I'm required to say that I feel for him too, which I do. And I think the people who feel that they have to announce that they feel bad for him, it's an opportunity to make themselves feel like they're better people than other people. Yes, of course, it's terrible. It's it, it's a it's a horrible event. The fact that it is now cascaded down into the lap of Minka Fitzpatrick is is just wild. Before we get into goat and goats, though, I wanted to see if we I could help you out here. We're in the same fantasy league. Um I kicked you out once and I felt bad about that to I, and I still do to this day. Um, do you want to make a nice trade? Do you want me to see if I can? I mean, the cool cats are unsurprisingly, once again, the class of our fantasy league, right? We can admit that. Well, two things F and off. Uh, no, I, I don't obviously I don't want to help the cats, but you why are you out? I just offered to help you. You were the you were the guy uh, you were the you were the one guy in that fantasy draft room who acknowledged uh, the perspicacity of my Kareem Hunt pickup uh, while while he was floating around. Uh, you know, you're like that's a good pickup. Uh, uh, and so and so, um, you know, trying to impress with perspicacity is uh, literally the only word I could think of. Uh, but so, so no, I don't want to trade with you. I'm actually fairly, okay. deep. I'm fairly deep at running back. Thanks to, uh, my Kyron Williams pickup. Uh, I, I, you know, it's, it's so insane. We always talk every year, you know, take the under on all the big running backs total, you know, you know, you're gonna, half of them are going to get hurt. And then of the half that don't get hurt, half of those will go over their total. Um, so, so very sad. Um, but Monday night, that's okay. Let's get into it. I just want to say in fantasy terms, because I thought this was great and no one else will care. I am starting this week. I'm going to sit Najee Harris down. Uh, maybe it was two weeks too late to do it, but I'm two and oh, so it's fine. But I'm going to start B. John Robinson and Brian Robinson. B. Robinson, my two starting running backs in fantasy. It's an exhilarating time for the cool cats. But all right. Yeah. Monday night. Let's get in on that. We have so many different ways we can go like i say we look ahead to week three we give you every single score there some really fascinating games to look at we we hope we, you ride along with us on that and uh if it sounds uh like i'm asking a favor i think it's a favor to you to watch the show but yeah go check it out on youtube on twitter or beyond uh, make sure you're checking out the 15 minute show okay monday night football hench let's talk about this i i don't want to get crazy with this, and I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, but I'm going to say this is, and there have been a lot of them, the single weirdest, most hard for Dave to grasp controversies that I can recall in football history. Let me lay it out for you. Nick Chubb, who is a 230-pound running back, has the ball, you understand, Low center of gravity. He's a load. We swoon week after week. 
about how tough he is to get down to the ground. Got to gang tackle him. Can't tackle him up high. That's going to be a losing proposition if you try to do that. Down near the goal line, Nick Chubb has the ball for the Cleveland Browns. At around the five, Steelers linebacker Cole Holcomb hits him up high, and about 0.1 seconds later, Minka Fitzpatrick goes low, thereby gang tackling, as you need to do with Nick Chubb, going low, low center of gravity. 90% of his body weight, I believe, is in those two tree trunks that he has for legs. And sadly, Nick Chubb gets hurt from this. People are complaining, though, that it was a dirty play. Minka Fitzpatrick is a defensive football player. His requirement is to stop the guy who has the ball from moving forward. That's what Minka Fitzpatrick did. What are we supposed to do? I mean, I'm not up on Mount Pius about this. Uh, I think people want to put themselves up on Mount Pius and have it both ways. They want to have their cake and their pie. I suspect, in saying, I love football, but uh, my heart breaks for the injuries. Yeah, the injuries suck. But Nick Chubb, and it doesn't make it okay that he has tens of millions of dollars, um, you know, sort of on a human level, but it makes it okay because Nick Chubb understood the risk in becoming a pro football player. He knows that this is a possibility every time he touches the ball. Players talk about this a lot. This is why all the running backs want to get paid. What it proves is the running back should make more money. Not that Minka Fitzpatrick, who again is a defensive football player, made a defensive football play. What happens here? Like I, I went, I went to a hockey game. I went to a hockey game the other night. This guy, he shoots the puck. He wants to put in the goal. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, guy in a mask and a glove catches it. No, what the what the hell what kind of behavior is that out of the guy? <laughs> I you you think that's crazy? I was in a restaurant the other night, you know, one of these places that serves food, you know, waiter comes out table right next, right next to me. Table comes out, puts down a bowl of pea soup in front of this guy. You know what that guy did? He ate the soup. Who is this monster? What are we doing? What what, what, people doing what they're supposed to do is now what, how far are we going to go with this? I I, I find it just great. I, I'm driving by. I see this uh, see this big cloud of smoke, big fire, houses on fire, big long red truck pulls up. These guys start throwing water on the fire and they put it out. What the hell do they think they're doing? <laughs> What's the problem? For real? It's the craziest controversy in football that I can recall. Hey, well, this but this is the byproduct of uh, you know, have a take. What's your take? You know, it's huh. it, it it can't, you know, you can't be like, what's my take? It's it's called football. You know, you got to have a take. So it's got to be dirty. It's insane. Obviously, you know, I mean, I'm I'm out. I still think you should be allowed to hit the quarterback like I'm I'm a, I'm so old school. I think you should be allowed to hit the quarterback as hard. he's wearing pads. He's an adult. Uh, he's on scholarship. You know, it's like this thing. And so, of course, of course, if you're a DB and you go high on Nick Chubb, you're on your back in the end zone. Your coach is not going to be psyched that you went high on Nick. Did you Stop. see? Did you see the Giants DB Jason Pinkston? Did you see him last week? He got trucked at the goal line by a QB. By Josh Dobbs got trucked. That's exactly what would have happened to Minka Fitzpatrick. And, and What's so- the result of that play? If you if Minka Fitzpatrick poof disappears from the planet Earth in that moment, what's the result of that play? 
It's Nick Chubb down to the one or maybe across the goal line, dragging Cole Holcomb with him. You think, well, the, the notion is like, but a teammate already had put his hands on Nick Chubb. What, is this the new standard? Put the hands on him? I mean, really? Like, oh, looks like Cole's got him, everybody. Back off. We'll get him that way. We, we got him next time. He's he's uh, he's stopped right at the five. No no chance he'll try and pull through that tackle and uh, fight for the goal. What the, what the hell? So, so, I mean, so you're, we're, we're narrowing the target. Like you can't go, I can't go to the head, obviously. You know, okay. And then head became head, neck. Like you see receivers go like, oh, it wasn't the head. Yeah, but the head kind of snapped. I mean, you do see it in hockey all the time where it's like, it's a perfectly clean hit, but the guy got hurt. So we're going to give you five minutes. Like it's like right. the result of like, oh, this is terrible. The guy got hurt. So now we have to say something that wasn't dirty is dirty because he's hurt. Like, yeah, it's a super violent game, which obviously all the rules are trying to make it less violent, I think, to the detriment of the game. Um, and and so, yes, you signed up to get into this crazy Thunderdome. And it's like it's it's why that these guys should have guaranteed contracts because they're they're putting their their bodies on the that line. should be the takeaway. Speaking you know? of guaranteed contracts, so my goat of the week is all these residents of Mount Pius who allegedly love football but then hate football. Basically, I, I listen. The injury sucks. It's not something new to the sport, though, that this is what happens when large human beings run fast into each other, that on occasion guys get messed up. It's terrible, but and it's you also get, the greatest. And look, you know, as, know as, someone, as someone who was who was smaller than every single person I tried to tackle in high school football, you, the smaller you are than the guy you're trying to tackle, the the, the lower you have to go. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, like there's no um, way. But uh, speaking of tackling and uh, guaranteed money and all that, what about Deshaun Watson? How is it, by the way, that the takeaway from the game is in where we're talking about dirty is um, I'm not talking off the field stuff either. That we're talking about who what was a dirty football play that Minka Fitzpatrick, the defensive player tackling the ball carrier is dirty. But Deshaun Watson. I mean, how many times in your life have you seen an NFL QB get flagged for face mask? And it happened twice in one half of football. Well, this ain't I, great, you know, this ain't it, great it, Deshaun. People don't already love you, already think you stink. And now this is your behavior. And he shoved the ref and we can make a big deal out of that. But somehow, oddly, nobody has made a big stink. This is Deshaun Watson. It's not like we got to give this guy a pass because he's been a Boy Scout and he's the face of the league and all that kind of stuff. I and mean, this is Deshaun Watson. Like that doesn't raise a red flag for anybody. No, because what obscures those dirty deeds is that he just plain stinks at football now. And something I've said for the last couple of years is that the prevailing wisdom for the vast majority of our lives was like, if you take a year off of football, it's just one of those things. You don't get back into it. You're never going to be the same again because you have to stay on it. Deshaun Watson essentially had two years off so far. I don't know if the rust is something that ever shakes off of him. And, and you know, who joins me on this now, Mina Kimes, I see is also floating the same thing. Like, yeah, you two years away from the game, that ain't good. And maybe he's just lost his fastball forever, but boy, oh boy, does he stink. And, and that's why I want to say that the Cleveland Browns are my good go to the week. In this ever topsy-turvy world where we have no through lines that we can depend upon, thank you, Cleveland Browns, 
for always being the Cleveland Browns. Hey. Speaking of no through lines that we can depend on, Spaghetti, do you ever know where Sheck is going? Like, I don't even know if he's doing his good goat or his bad goat. Well, I'm well, doing them both. I'm blending it all together, friend. There's no surprisingly, through lines we can uh, depend on. What is he talking about? Surprisingly, I, I that they always are they're consistently sucking. People always say consistency. That's what you want in life is consistency. No, you don't. You want to be like the Browns? They consistently suck. Is that a good target to shoot for? Go ahead, Spaghetti. I'm I was talking. just saying I was I was prepared for this, um, the Minka topic and the Cleveland Browns, the Sean Watson topic. Me and Dave talked yesterday after uh, Extra Points wrapped up, so I was prepared to, to dive into this. So I, I had a little bit of a heads up, but I apologize okay. for you not having that. Well, that's all right. I uh, I got the rundown. I read. I do my homework. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. Let me ask you a question, Eddie Spaghetti. Why should you bet with Caesar's Sportsbook? But before you answer, two words, Caesar's Rewards. Those are the two words. Every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only Caesar's can offer. I'm talking about hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, even more than just that. It's not only an app, it's an empire. 21 plus must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Couple thoughts. One, Deshaun Watson can be forgiven for his two face masks because he thought it was legal after being tackled by the face mask, having his helmet go sideways, and the seven idiots assigned to officiate NFL football games. It was just like that Georgia-Alabama National Championship game, which Georgia would have won. The Tua game, where everyone met Tua, 
That Georgia won that game, save for the fact that nobody saw the ball carrier get get his helmet turned all the way around. How do you miss a face mask on the quarterback when you can't do anything to the quarterback? The quarterback is, is bubble wrapped and protected unless you grab Deshaun Watson's face mask and turn his helmet completely around. So I forgive Deshaun Watson for his two face masks because he obviously thought it was legal because no one can officiate this sport. But I love that. Just just isolate that. I'm going to hench gives uh, Deshaun Watson a pass. OK, just isolate well, that. sound. I, I, I would like to give him a passing arm uh, because ah. he's on my he's on both my fantasy teams. But. So Deshaun Watson's sucking. It's he's 28. He's 28 years old. He first of all, he runs about as fast as Mac Jones now. So the the two years off, I think a lot of a lot of lifting and eating, maybe, but there's a play in that game where he he breaks the pocket and he's got acres to run for a first down, even in his new not very agile lumbering state, which we all saw on the spectacular sequence where the Browns had second and half a yard and, and ended up, they, they ran, they ran a rollout where he almost got sacked where it's like, didn't even look like there was a receiver in the pattern. Then on fourth down, it's like an option play. He's so slow and glacial. And then he fumbles and he loses the ball. Terrible, terrible play calling, terrible playing. But on this play, he's just got acres of room to roam. But, but, the, but the throw with the game on the line, 10 yards out of bounds was hysterical. Right. I mean, and that's, that's, and that, that's, that's another thing throw. with the, you know, like, you know, you got to call that. It's like, well, the throw has to be taken into account. Yes, you call pass interference if he puts it on the guy's back shoulder. Oh, I wasn't talking about that one. Yeah, but no, he had a worse throw than that. But, but that yeah, that was, was also that throw was, borderline catch. That throw was no, no, I, that was that was no peach either. But anyway, he rolls out and and he's got you know he can jog for a first down, or he can or he can pass it to the open receiver for a first down. I wouldn't go with option C. Bounce the ball halfway to the receiver these these Deshaun Watson throws if it was a scouting combine you'd be like um obviously we can't draft this guy in the seventh round he's no good he he constantly bounces the ball to wide open guys I mean he you know when you see a quarterback take the deep drop and then like look off the safety and then go long you're like oh he sees something that throw to the end zone was just a, <laughs> a lob to a stealer waiting in the end zone. Like his decision-making is terrible. His court awareness, his game sense, no clock in his head. You know, you cannot take a sack on this play. Just holds the ball. This forever. is another, this is a huge game in the young career. Kenny Pickett upcoming on Sunday night in Vegas, because I mean, uh, yeah, it's worse as as usual. The perspective that the Cleveland Browns endlessly pr provide the rest of football, uh, let alone their division neighbors. Like, at least we're not the Browns. Is always a great thing you can say. At least we're not paying two hundred and thirty million dollars guaranteed. But man, I think the problem with Kenny Pickett is is that he has more of a normal brain because he's more normal in terms of his physical attributes. More sort of like Tom Brady in a way. In that, I think some of these guys who are physical specimens, they're just like, okay, I'm not good so far. Keep on shooting, champ. You're you're the best. You're the best. Keep on going. Like, I think Kenny Pickett has more of Dave's emotions 
which are like, I really am terrible today. And I'm really, I'm really screwing this up for everybody. Oh, I suck. I hate myself. And it just gets worse and worse. You try to work your way out of it. And you just like, this is, I, I, I'm not helping. I'm hurting things worse and worse with my presence. I think that's how he operates. So this is a humongous spot against a bad defense to get right. I'm very nervous about what's upcoming here and thankful that at least uh, we don't have a QB that has to make $230 million. (laughs) Yeah. You can get out from under Kenny Pickett pretty, pretty cheaply, but Uh, I feel sad for him as a, as a Pittsburgh kid. This is the downside. If he fails as the pit kid, it's going to sting a hundred times worse than it already would. It'll be that much better if he succeeds, but it's going to hurt that much worse, not just him, but, uh, but Dave, the Pittsburgh. Okay, Rams. did that cover goat. your good goat and your That's bad both. goat? That's both. I That's told both. you, my okay. good goat is the Browns for being consistent because they make me laugh, and the bad goat is everybody up on Mount Pius complaining about football. <laughs> complaining about trying to tackle a, a ball carrier. Uh, yeah, all right. So my my good goat, and there wasn't much to choose from this weekend because it was miserable. And by the way, I, I, I salute spaghetti for going one and 13 because that's a badge of honor to be mm-hmm. wrong on all this i mean hey congratulations listen do you you, <laughs> you want to be right about the sean mcveigh decision you want to you you feel good winning that winning that bet you bet on the rams plus the money like that was one of listen. that talk about outrageous okay so you know calvin ridley suspended jameson williams suspended like we can't have any appearance of impropriety We've got to be so far about, well, listen, if you're going to be in business partnership with gambling websites, gambling entities, then you got to let these coaches know what the line is. Like if I don't know what McVeigh's explanation is, but that's the worst looking thing that's ever happened. I don't know the Alex Karras <laughs> and Paul Hornig stories completely, but you can't kick a field goal just to cover the spread. It does, I'm sure it's not. Pretty sure it's not. Sean McVay makes a lot of money, but it does really feel Pete Rosie. Well, yeah. Well, listen, I, you know, I, I mean, so you don't buy his explanation. You don't buy his what explanation. What did he say? I didn't hear what he said. His comments were that he said uh, the plan was to throw a ball uh, in the middle of the field and then get in field goal range, kick the field goal, and then, and then somehow get the ball back on the kickoff. Um, but then he said the clock was running out, and he said at that uh, point he just wanted to send the field goal team out and just like basically go through the motions and just practice a, a long-range field goal. That was his explanation. The explanation that, or the thought that I heard that kind of makes sense, but I guess McVeigh um, with, with, with that explanation disproves it, but is that – in the in the standings, you know, like when you get real deep down into the tiebreakers, total points can be a factor or head to head points and all that. So I think I, that would have held water until Spaghetti just told, told me that that's not the, not the reason. <laughs> anyway, so but that but but that so I'm just saying if you're Spaghetti and you and you bet on the Browns and they have 20 first downs and the Steelers have nine and they have 408 total yards and the Steelers have 255. You don't have to feel ashamed for losing that bet. Like it's insane that if you handicapped last weekend's games, going one in 13 is a better sign that you're not psychotic. Like there were so many games that just went the wrong way, highlighted obviously by McVeigh's decision to think about the deep tiebreaker. But anyway, my, I, I, I got, 
Se- several, I'll do the bad. I, I, let's do the good goat first because it, it's just, it was so amazing. And it's sad that in week two, I already know the the signature play of, of the Patriots 4-13 and 13 season will be Brendan Schooler's field goal block, which was... We've we've all watched 800,000 hours of football. How often can you say I've never seen that before? Like, it's so rare to see a guy like a, a Canadian football league receiver just full speed coming at the and then and then I, you know, we've all seen the dissection of how, you know, ba- you know, Bailey obviously played for the Patriots. He's got this little tick. They timed it out. It, it was it was so amazing. Uh, but for the player to execute it, too, like. You have to time it out so when he does his little exhale for the snap, you take off. And it was it, the sad part is that's going to be the best play of the Patriots season. Because- Maybe true, and the best uniforms of the season too. Oh, that you can't fantastic. debate that. The um, it's also funny. It's like the best compliment, or among the best compliments, is like, boy, I wish I would have thought of that joke. I'm sure as uh, as as uh, nice a compliment as you can get, Hench. Um, but I like when you watch it, you're like. How come nobody tried that before? And what's further, how's anybody gonna ever make a kick again if that well, goes on? The, the 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 next eight attempts we I know then didn't work. I don't know why. The, the, the next eight attempts will be just offsides first down. You know, like they, like it won't well they did try it. They tried it again, didn't they? And it I think didn't he push, didn't the kicker push it left as a result? Maybe I'm, well, because he was because he was it was in his head that the guy was coming. Yeah. If yeah, nothing yeah. else, it's an extra uh, factor you so, have to worry so about. Brandon Schooler, b- good goat, but so many bad goats to choose from this week. Um, it and including Deshaun uh and how terrible he seems to be at football. But I'm gonna go, I, I'm gonna go. Well, first, honorable mention the uh the Mac Jones Bill O'Brien combination in New England. It's it's just okay. I, guys, it's second and two inches. Do you guys on that play, second and two inches, are you trying to get three inches or are you trying to get a chunk? Like, let's let's ask Peyton Manning. What do you want? What do you want sent in on second and two inches? Like play action, maybe, or just you know, an off tackle. Let's try to get three. The Patriots conservatism, like the you have to get the ball in the end zone, like gaining three inches gives you a fresh set of downs. Like the point is you have to get to the end zone. The Patriots play calling was so terrible. We've been flooded this week with Mac Jones statistics. He's worse than we thought. He never wins a close game. He, you know, like zero fourth quarter success in close games. The, 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 the throw, which was essentially to Xavier Howard, you know, when, again, when you see the QB go, he must see something. He's he's looking, he's staring down this sideline and he's letting fly. Well, Devontae Parker is jogging out of bounds. <laughs> and Xavier Howard has just has that whole sideline to himself. Devontae Parker's so out of the play, he can't even break up the pick of the ball you've thrown directly to Xavier Howard. And all of Mac Jones's deep balls are just floaters that are jumping. It's crazy. I'll tell you. Floaters. Tom Brady didn't have a huge arm. He had a better arm than I think a lot of people give him credit for. But um, it is crazy in 2023 how college the distinction is between the best arms and the mediocre arms in pro football right now. And I can't help but talk about Kenny Pickett because the same thing happens. If it's third and 13, even in terms of the play call, they just wave the white flag. Bill O'Brien 
and Matt Canada, like they straight up dump off like third and 13. How would we possibly make that? Like you don't have a QB who can push it a little bit. Like it's crazy how it's just like, all right, well, the first two plays didn't set us up and, and third and six or short or so. All right, we'll punt it. We'll get them next time. Like just, just turn the ball back. What the hell? And that's what my, I keep saying specifically Steelers fans, you're about belly aching about mad Canada. Understand that philosophically he is doing what Mike Tomlin wants to do, which is ball position. That's all he like, he is Bill Parr selling it hard. Like all that's all he wants to do. And I think that's kind of what Belichick's trying to do as well, except that he works in a couple of quirky, silly plays. Now that's the, that's the difference. But yes, I, I it's like, this is 2023. There isn't a guy who can push it a little bit for you there. Mac, if that, if he can't do that, then how can he be the starting quarterback? Yeah. Then it's like, then you have to, you have to, make a change. I mean, it's not, you know, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this real quick. It's been declared that if you're Owen two right now, like, well, you put, you know, historically your chances of getting into the postseason are slim. I say that this ignores the 17th game and the extra playoff team. I think that the Bengals or, and, or chargers will get to the postseason. I think the Patriots still have a chance. They better get a win this week. Um, oh, and three is much more severe. I feel like than uh, than the oh, and two. Well, but- you know, what's a bigger, a bigger indicator than oh, and two is sucking. If I hear you. you. Suck, I, well, right. If you're right. terrible. I mean, how many players I was trying to rattle off, like how many players, if you said, okay, rank, rank the players on the Patriots roster in, in, in order of excellence, how many defenders you would name before you got to an offensive player, which I guess would be Ramondre Stevenson. I mean, Cole Strange is bad. Like he whiffs mm. on interior blocks, you know, and 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 guys get blown up in the backfield. It, it's just, it's a horror. And like, you know, this thing of like, Devontae Parker gets the least separation of any receiver of the last three years. So you've got a quarterback who can't push it, throwing to a guy who can't get open. So that's not going to work. And now Juju, I feel bad for him. He's like, he's Juju's game was always pretty close to the line of scrimmage, right? So now it's like, now you're catching balls pretty close to the line of scrimmage against a defense that doesn't have to honor the deep ball at all. There's no, there's no Antonio Brown blowing the roof off the defense. So you're catching a one yard pass and getting obliterated immediately. Like Juju's going to average three and a half yards of reception this year. I mean, it is it is a uh, prehistoric. This it's this bad, but uh, but I will say this though: AFC East, Bills or Dolphins are going to win that division, and the other one's going to get a wild card. That's two of the seven. The AFC North, the Jags are going to win that. That's three spots. The AFC North, let's say it's Baltimore, that's four spots. Now, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, I, I kind of think the Browns, I don't want to say that they're absolutely doomed, but I do think Kareem Hunter, otherwise it is a drop-off from Nick Chubb, um, and Deshaun Watson has to carry the day. I don't like that math. So let's say that like if you put Baltimore in, and then what division am I forgetting? The West, you go Chiefs, the Raiders, probably not good. You're buying the Broncos? I'm not. I All of a sudden... After declaring for the last eight months, man, how are you going to get into the playoffs if you're an AFC team? It does feel like the path is right there. Now, just don't suck, to your point. The Patriots and Steelers, it's going to it's gonna be horrible to miss the playoffs. 
because we suck, not because like, whoa, it was a brutal, brutal conference this year. And I feel like that's potentially the way we're tracking. All of a sudden, think about it. The Jets are done. They were supposed to be a factor. They're eliminated. And if you buy that's true about the Browns as well, you know, there's no reason for the Chargers or Bengals to consider themselves finished yet. Okay, la- one more Go. dishonorable mention, bad goat, and then and then quickly my my actual bad goat. Okay, what if we had five pick sixes that have hit the receiver right in the hands? Like this is the theme. It started opening night with Kadarius Tony, and it continued through Monday night with Harrison Bryant. First play of the game. Obviously, the Steelers were awful. They got nine first downs, should have lost, but they're handed two touchdowns from the Browns' offense. This thing where receivers. Saquon Barkley had one like it's like where receivers like, are you a volleyball setter? Like, what is your like you you throw a perfect pass and the defense ends up in the end zone of the touchdown. Like, it's so shocking how terrible people are at playing football when all they've done their whole life is catch footballs. That's all you've done is catch footballs. Harrison Bryant, you're just going to just pop it up in the air for, for a, a high Smith walk in for a touchdown. Fantastic. But my bad goat. I don't, I, I don't think I appreciate that you, you're saying like the Browns did a chair. Dominated the Steelers, dominated them, dominated the line of scrimmage. Dominated them? I mean, yeah. come on. Okay. Um, so, so I mean, a little, a little bit, a little bit much, but okay. Chubb, Chubb would have run for 200. They were fluke. Oh, wait, wait, the, the steel. What do you think? Well, the, if you add the Jerome, why don't, why don't, why don't more teams score more defensive touchdowns? If, if, if it's, if it's so Jerome fluky, Ford, shouldn't they be spread out across the league? Jerome Ford and Nick Chubb rushing yards. Like, yeah, they got gashed. They, they, they were not, they were not good offensively or defensively, but they got two lucky plays anyway. I mean, but, I don't know why those are, why you ascribe those to luck, but okay, go ahead. Continue. When the ball hits the receiver in the hands and he pops it up so that the 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 linebacker can run it in, yeah, I'm going to call that luck. Unless dirty player that Minka, was, that was, dirty player Minka broke the pass up. But, but another anyway, bad deed. So, so, but my bad go, and I know it's September. It should be a football podcast. But are you paying attention to what's happening with the Cubs? This Cubs collapse. It's kind of because football takes over the sports landscape. The Cubs. The Cubs were going to the playoffs. It was done and dusted. They were definitely going to the playoffs. They lost six of seven to the D-backs and, and two of three to the, to the Rockies. They are on a three and nine skid. And now their, their run-in is worse than the Marlins. And instead of having, I think, everybody's you know second favorite team, right? Everybody likes Cubs fans, likes Chicago like say, unless you're a Cardinals fan, you you want your Cubs fan friends. Chicagoans yeah. resent the 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 North Siders because most of them are not, or, or an outsized percentage of them are transients. The the true Chicagoans will tell you you're supposed to be a White Sox fan. But continue. Well, anyway, I'm saying is out of town. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Out of town neutrals. We've never met a Cubs fan we didn't like, and sure. they they are in hell. They are. It is it is happening. It is unraveling. And we're, you know, and as a result of the bad goat Cubs collapsing uh, with with the curse of the goat, um, we're going to get the Marlins in the playoffs. This would be terrible. This would be I I hate it. But I like the fact that these teams that have no business like, you know, it was the the anomaly of the 85 win twins making the playoffs in the World Series in the 80s was vexing. But now it's just like it. It's so commonplace, you know, you get the mid 80s, you get to go to the playoffs these days. 
And I guess I have to say I like that for the Pittsburgh Pirates, who I told you in the preseason spaghetti, right? Total, I told you 67 and a half wins. They blow past that. And so they have. They're on their way to 80 plus in 2024. Continue, Hedge. All right, that's it for me. Spaghetti's up. Go ahead. All right, so this is uh, my journey. My good goat and bad goats are all kind of intertwined. I'll just take you on the the path. So obviously, uh, you know, Dave, you mentioned I was in uh, Austin, Texas. Uh, It was kind of an impromptu trip. Had a a great time there. And I have to say, for those who have not been, I mean, especially for a college town when the team is playing well, well, I know they struggled with Wyoming for the first three quarters, but ended up blowing them out. Great town to go watch. Um, the, the Longhorns there. So, um, yeah, so I get down there and I'm, I'm, you know, in the great city watching games on Saturday, watching the games on Sunday. I go and buy the uh, NFL Sunday ticket to make sure I could watch my Giants on my phone on YouTube. So I'm watching that. And then they get, you know, their teeth kicked in. I'm like, great. I just spent, you know, a thousand dollars on this stupid thing. And I'm watching this garbage team where I'm like getting text messages and reading all the, the Giants Twitter stuff and Reddit's like, oh, good. We'll just tank for Caleb Williams now. And like, because somehow Daniel Jones is the problem. So uh, I'm watching all those games and keeping my eye on it. And then the second half, I mean, Daniel Jones comes out and does something that literally no other quarterback has done in the history of the NFL, which is throw for over 250 yards, rush for over 50 yards, uh, multiple touchdowns, a rush to touchdown, and then zero turnovers, all in a half. Um, And he put that team on his back and saved the Giants from what would have been an embarrassment because we have to remember the Jaguars – uh, in, in their inception, their inaugural year had the lowest win total ever, and the Cardinals are right there with them. So, like, we're talking about like the worst team to ever be assembled in football, and the Giants were losing by three scores in the first half. And this is a team that won a playoff game last year. Um, so that was a, a huge roller coaster of just seeing how those things go. And so that's why Austin, Texas gets my good goat, Daniel Jones gets my good goat. But I, as I was saying, I'm watching all these games. And uh, I'm with my fiance. We're talking and I'm I'm looking at all the scores and I'm going, man, like I had a good week in picks last week, but this is not going really well at all. Um, and, you know, hence you brought it up one in 13. So uh, I get my own bad goat. For Are you going to retire? I don't know what I have to do. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, like, I, you know, the 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 ineptitude of like the Panthers uh, on Monday night, like if they, and then, but they still somehow got close and they, and they pushed it. Like, I don't know how the Saints just couldn't win that game. Like, yeah, so I know bad. Not, that doesn't describe you at all. Cause you got nowhere close. You and, won one and 13. And then with McVeigh kicking the, uh, the field goal, like if I, I should have had those two games, I should have had the Niners cover. I would have had like at least a, a couple wins, three wins. It would have been like, okay, it was just a rough week, but like getting one now, it just stands out so badly. I made no progress and I went from the top upper tier of our standings in our staff to now dead last by a lot from this terrible week. So the roller coaster of emotions of my good, good Austin, Texas, enjoying Daniel Jones in the comeback. And by the way, the giants, I expect the giants to be one and two after the first three weeks. So really my level, like my thought process of them has not changed whatsoever. I still think they're a play for potentially an eight, nine win year anyway. Um, so yeah, I'm the, I'm the bad goat for sure. Uh, I can only go up from here. And, uh, and I promise you to those listening and watching our videos, I research, I do my same routine every week, Wednesday night, doing everything to break down. And uh, I just believe that it was the teams that failed me. It wasn't my fault. So I I if you, if you picked, like, if you picked the Niners, the Saints and the Browns, those are, you know, which, you, you know, which yep. Spaghetti and I both picked, like, 
It's insane. It's like a movie that you would lose those three games. There's no like the 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 things that had to happen. You go, hey man, just so you know, the Browns had 20 first downs, the Steelers had nine. Okay, great. I'll go cash that ticket. Ha ha. No, uh, two defensive touchdowns, series of things that have never happened before. Uh, the world beating running backs out for the year. Uh, well, I but I definitely covered uh, I covered Saints Panthers. I watched that till there was a minute left. Like, oh no, funny thing, uh, Saints let him march down the field, score, and then a, an insane uh, two point conversion, uh, Montana to Clark, uh, Bryce Young to Thielen to beat that spread. Well, all right, but I know for a fact that I covered Niners Rams. No, funny thing. Um, Sean McFay set the field goal unit out to beat the spread. Like, it's crazy that we lost those three games. It's crazy. And if you say to your listeners, you should bet on these teams, then they go, hey, man, what the hell? I listened to you and I lost money. It's like, yeah, these are anomalies. I know, but wouldn't it have been better when he was like, I just want to promise to the listener right now. I thought he was going to make some bold statement about what was about to happen with Eddie Spaghetti's picks. It was just just a bigger apology. Okay. I I thought you're not going to like guarantee a big turnaround this week, Spaghetti. I I, look, go ahead. I I, I, guarantee the Irish win. I will. I will guarantee that. Um, but I, I mean, up. yes, I win that game. Okay. I, I guarantee that I will also do better than, than what? one, than one win. And then, yeah, the are, I mean, the Irish are home dog. I mean, you're getting three points and you have the better quarterback. You got to feel, I mean, it's the first time in history of, I can remember that I'm not going into a game going, well, if Notre Dame does everything right, they have a chance to win. It's like, no, they are as good as Ohio state this year. There's, there's no way around that. But if you're an elite closer, a hall of fame closer at some point, you're going to break a guy's bat and he's going to hit a duck fart into right field for the game winning hit. Like you're going to have, you're, you're going to have won the sequence and lost the game. And then if you're, you know, that's where you have to have the psychological fortitude to go back out there and close them out the next day. And it, you know, for gamblers, it's the same thing, like bad beats, you know, you have to, if you want to be a degenerate, you have to, you have to be right back at the window the following week. Sal has taken some losses where I'm like, oh, I would never make another bet. I, I just could never, I could never get off the canvas. I mean, that that Saints Rams uh, pass interference uh, NFC Championship game. We all know what Sal had at stake there, and it's like he just comes back for more. And and then Sal had the craziest um, bet working. I don't even know how this worked when when the Broncos were up twenty one to three. He bet them minus seven and a half live. So you're like, oh, okay. Well, that must have been, you know, minus 4,000. Like, like they're killing them. Like, and then the the commies go on that insane run. And Sal is like, I can't believe I'm going to lose this bet. And then, then he wins it on the Hail Mary. And it's like, that's why you come back. That's why you come back. He was jumping around. It was so exciting. It was so fun for all of us to be in the room when someone wins one of those bets. You know, I've never lost um, a bet on the pitchy, pitchy, woo, woo. I've never, I've never lost one of those, but I've never, I've also never won one on a Hail Mary. And I'd ask Sal if he'd ever, before it happened, I asked him if he'd ever won one on a Hail Mary and he didn't think he had. But uh, anyway, that's why you come back to the window. That's why Spaghetti's back on the horse. 
I think my favorite one ever that was, uh, it was not a proper book, but I bet Uncle Mike one time, way back, it was Bernie Kosar's, it was the first game for the U after they won that national championship against Tom Osborne. They played their rival, Florida. And I can't remember, to be honest, which side was which, but the game was settled. Uh, you know, it looked like, um, forget who was even favored, whatever, but I remember the game swung on a Hail Mary. I think it was Bernie just trying to throw it downfield. And the Florida guy catches it on the bounce and ju- then just zigzags about 80 yards for a meaningless touchdown, meaningless uh, only to those who didn't have um, that didn't have the dog in that game. And that was the greatest one. Uncle Mike and I bet $2,000 on it. I thought I was 13 years old. And the Uncle Mike said, uh, you can you can pay me back what uh, you owe me. Um, already with that, and he never paid me out. I, I it made oh, me a Uncle jaded Mike. gambler. I didn't yeah, realize so I didn't another didn't 10 realize years. Uncle Mike was going to be a bad goat at the very yeah. end. And now, a quick break Robert Half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our bets for this week and the game of the week, I think, in terms of history and pageantry, the Irish showing up in the in the green. I don't love Ohio State. I'm with you, Spaghetti. I'm going to take the Irish in South Bend. I don't love this Ohio State defense. It was not solved over the course of the offseason. I'm going to take that as one of mine. I don't love making this bet spiritually, but I think... Um, that uh, Colorado and Oregon combined to go under 70 and a half. And um, I think Bama gets right against the visitors from Oxford, Mississippi. I say take Bama lay in the six and a half. Hench, I'll say you. Uh, I, just, I think we're we're going to be a three-car garage on, on the Irish, wow. which, is probably, which is probably bad news for spaghetti. Um, but uh, uh, the, the game that just jumps off the NFL slate is like, the Dolphins are going to kill the Broncos. Like the Dolphins are legit contenders. Last I saw was six and a half. The Broncos are bad. At one point they were outscored 32 to three at home by the commies. Like Mm -hmm. they're moving up in class, uh, uh, traveling to Miami to get, get their butts kicked. Um, And, and, and I, that, that number's too small. And then even though I just, I just spent an hour talking about how lucky the Steelers were, I think they're they're catching two and a half against a bad Raiders team. I like the Steelers in Vegas. That's, that's why I say it's a huge spot for Kenny Pickett because the excuse that, well, they've played the the Niners and the Browns, two of the best defenses. All right, listen, what, that can't be an excuse that you played good defenses. So you got nothing. You couldn't you, you just couldn't move the ball for 60 minutes or 120 minutes. 
this is a bad defense. This is going to be a telling situation. It's a chance for them to get right. I fear that by halftime, um, that that the banks of the three rivers are really going to be collectively hanging the wringing their hands about the state of these seals if they don't get off and, uh, you know, put a couple of touchdowns on them thirty minutes in. Go ahead there, spaghetti. Yeah. So uh, again, just you know, the Irish. I like them home dogs. Um, the big matchup is going to be Marvin Harrison Jr. versus uh, Benjamin Morrison, the elite corner that the Irish have. And you know, it's it just feels great for the one time to go into the game with the better quarterback. And that's something I'm not used to being a fan of this team. And like I said before, it's one of the you know when they go and beat a team like Clemson, you know, they come to town. I know that DJU is playing that game, even though he threw for 500 yards. Like we were outmatched at every position, and and especially at quarterback. And in this game, we're really not. And if the run game, uh, you know, gets to just to you see what it is like Audrey SMA getting, you know, north of 70, 80 yards. I feel pretty good about that. So I am going to stick with the Irish in this one. Uh, other college games I like Florida State um, giving two points to Clemson. I know they look kind of iffy first Boston College last weekend, but, uh, you know, that was that. The, the red bandana game for uh, they always that Boston College always does after 9-11. And there was a lot of emotion that they were on the road. I just think that Clemson is not very good, um, whereas Florida State has, you know, with Jared Verse, who could be one of the best edge rushers uh, in, in college football, plus Jordan Travis. And then those two monstrous receivers they have, um, you know, in Wilson and in Keon Coleman. It's just too much for, for Clemson to handle. So I like the Seminoles in that one. The last one, it's a it's still a best bet. I feel a little bit iffy about it, but uh, Penn State is giving 15 to Iowa. I know Iowa, you know, the defense, everyone talks about that. But the, what I really like about Penn State is Drew Aller. And Drew Aller has been phenomenal for them at quarterback. And then another reason why I really like them, too, is even if Ohio, um, if Iowa's defense is great, he is the highest graded uh quarterback in college football with a 90 grade according to pff so even if that defense is on him he finds a way to make plays uh, i think penn state is legit and has a real chance to even win the the big 10 this year so um, those are my three college best bets well i'm counting on jimmy franklin to take down the nittany lions uh pretty good record at doing that he will cost them a game somewhere along the way all right best wishes to your irish hench Spoiler alert. The only thing I'm going to say is you think the Jets are going to beat the Patriots? That's how down you are. Listen, that's the only spoiler alert I'm giving you. Go watch the spoiler alert, a.k.a. the minus three 15 minute NFL pregame show available for you on YouTube, as are all the great podcasts we've done this week. Our episode on YouTube and for download available with Andy Staples, a college football deep dive, Eddie Spaghetti on Waiver Wired with Jen Piacenti. Um, oh, extra points with Sarah Tiana, really fun episode there. Lemon pepper parlay, trendy, covered in glory. I think I mentioned them all. Now you go listen to them all. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on the other side of it. Until then, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.